Alright, welcome everyone to another episode of the podcast. I am super excited here because today we have the beautiful Crystal Van Kamne. Hope I said your last name right. I'm trying. Um, but yeah, super excited to have you on here. Um, just to introduce to everyone on the podcast, she has worked for brands like Benefit Cosmetics, Walk for Miami Swing Week, and been published in uh, L'Officiel magazine. And she is 5'9", but I love her story. I listened to her story. We talked like a few months ago that we met. And I think it's a great example that even though you're tall, that does not automatically mean that the journey is going to be super easy and things are just going to be handed to you. Um, there's obviously, for the majority of people, obstacles always. And I think her story has amazing tips and things and insights that many of us can learn from. So without further ado, I want to begin asking you like the first obvious question is that how did you start modeling? Well, hi, Andrea. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I've been a fan of yours for a while, so very happy to be invited to this podcast. Um, I started modeling. I went to a, it was a church concert, actually, that my parents brought me to. And this uh, this guy came up to me and he basically told me, hi, you look so beautiful. And at first I was like, oh, this is creepy. This is weird. What's going on? Uh, he's like, you look so beautiful. Have you ever thought about modeling? Um, I was like, oh, I, I, I guess so. I, I kind of started off doing uh, photo shoots with my friend just a little bit before then. And so I was kind of aware of modeling and I was kind of doing that with my friend, but I wasn't aware that I could actually pursue it as a job. I didn't know how to even get started with that. And so I was like, um, kind of, I don't really know. And he's like, do you have uh, your, your parent, are your parents here? And so I introduced him to my, my mom and that's kind of how it got started, got scouted like that. And my parents were super supportive with the beginning of modeling. And that's how I started having my mother agent because he was a mother agent and he got me placed in different agencies around the nation and yeah that's how I got started amazing so uh, I know like from your story this agencies were top modeling agencies and um can you tell us just a little bit of like what you were you said how old I was 14 when I got scouted okay so can you just share a little bit of like how because I, I think this is a great like point to start from too because a lot of girls who are under 18 have questions about how do you even start when you're underage mm -hmm. so maybe you can share it with us um, what did you do between 14 and 18? Yeah, so the, when I was 14, I got scouted. And then there was a year period of my mother agent basically telling me um, what to do, how to prepare. Um, it was kind of a preparation period. So he told me to grab my eyebrows, don't pluck them, don't um, drink a lot of water, work out. Don't, don't dye my hair because I was dyeing my hair. So all of that stuff he was giving me advice on. And that was a year period. So I didn't really start actually doing any photo shoots until I was 15 or 16. Mm. And that's when he got me signed to all the agencies, top model agencies in LA, Miami, New York. And um, then I was doing development trips. So I would take trips to New York and Miami, go to casting, stay in model apartments, um, And so I guess um, how to get started when you're young, that, it, it kind of came to me, 
it kind of came to me in the form of a mother agent approaching me and me getting scouted. Mm -hmm. But then the story goes a little later where um, I actually split ways with my mother agent when I was 17. I think I was 18 years old. And that's when all of my agencies dropped me as well. And then it was like, oh, wow, I... (laughs) I, I guess I took everything for granted a little bit. I, I really appreciated all of them, but I'm like, how do I even, what do I even do now? How do mm-hmm. I even continue my, my journey as a model? And that's when I just had to really learn how to kind of be a uh, freelance model. Okay. And that's how I started doing freelance modeling. And I think that was a really important step in my journey because I learned a lot about, um, you know, negotiating, looking over contracts, making contracts for myself, speaking to clients. And, but then I I really missed having an agency because as much as you can do freelance modeling, it is helpful to have agents who can get you the bigger clients. Yeah. Um, So that's when I decided, I was like, okay, I need to figure out how to do all this from, from scratch so I did a bunch of research online and found out to go to models.com, hmm. you know, go, like get all the information you can with agencies. Um, I honestly just showed up to the agencies. I um, submitted online. I did everything I could to get my face shown again. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, oh, because I was signed to top model agencies, I wanted to experience what it would be like to try a boutique agency. Okay. And that's kind of how I started. Um, so I went from top model agency, freelance, boutique. And yeah, <laughs> do you okay. have any hope? I, I'll keep going with the story. Yeah. It's a lot to unpack. Yeah. Um, so before we keep going and, and like the story, um, I just wanted to touch on something that, again, is another like really common question, which is who pays? Because you said you were doing a lot of trips for um, development. So mm-hmm. you were based, you started in, you were living in LA, right? Yes. Okay. So you were traveling to New York and you were traveling to Miami and you're staying in models apartments. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, model apartments are actually very expensive to stay in. Like they can be like a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars. Um, a month and you're sharing this place with a lot of other models so it's not just like regular rent for like two people or something like that it's like that amount for a lot of people Um, but yeah so like you were taking all the strips so like who was paying for that so the agency was was putting it up front Um, actually in Miami they told me to uh, just do a hotel room and my mom was was gracious enough to take care of the Airbnb for those Miami trips. But in New York, it was my agency who was upfronting those and then taking it out of future checks. Okay. Yeah. So just to, for people to understand how this works, like you're at the end of the day, technically you were still paying for all of this. It's just that they were like acting like a bank and like, like loaning you the money for you to be Mm -hmm. able to stay here with the hopes that once you start booking work, they're going to take their money back. Absolutely. And that's, it, that's definitely something that I try to tell models to be very aware of and you are overpaying mm-hmm. a lot, but it is something that, um, 
it has benefits too because um it has the benefits because you're you're with other models and i think especially if you're young and alone it's good to have a little bit of company yeah and it's also something if you don't have the money right away it's it's a form of uh like credit almost like you're putting it on credit card but you're not being charged interest for it yeah yeah and also like i think one of the reasons why model apartments can work for underage people or or models are not really they're just starting out they don't have like an income is the whole actually getting a real apartment because for a real apartment you need to show bank statements and Mm -hmm. income and prove that you can afford that apartment and if you're just a 16 15 17 year old with no job no experience no money in the bank you cannot even get a an apartment by yourself. So if you get it through an agency, you know, they don't do any of that. You know, they're just mm-hmm. paying. And yeah, it's overpriced, but what else are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you could find a sublease, I think that's all, like a better way to go. Mm. Also, it can be a little tricky. Like when I was in the model apartment, it was during fashion week. Okay. And that was a very interesting time for me because... I was pretty young and it was all these models who were uh, dieting and having very like unhealthy ways of trying to get a certain size. Mm-hmm. So even though I had a strong sense of self, it, it definitely triggered certain mindsets that I had. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do think that that's like, if you can, if you have any other opportunity to not be in a model apartment, um, considering try, you know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You don't know who you, what kind of energy you're around, and also just to be aware of that and to um, come into that with a strong mindset, being like, I know my worth, mm. and even if um, you know these girls are struggling, I, maybe I could even be a positive influence to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Love that. Um, okay, so now we have the story about how you got started and everything, um, and we left off with you being a freedom small and then trying out a boutique agency. So what happened after that? <laughs> I, you know, my family was in LA. Um, my boyfriend was, we were living together in LA and I just felt pretty comfortable in it's comfortable place, even though I've always dreamt of being in New York. And um, that was always my dream. Okay. And our, my boyfriend and I's lease work was coming up and he came up to me and he's like, Crystal, you've always talked about, moving to New York City, instead of signing this lease, why don't, you know, I know this is something you've always wanted to do. Um, do you, do you want to move or should we stay here in LA? He kind of gave that to me, which I'm eternally grateful for. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, okay, I think, you know, you're right. I, I, I'm comfortable right now, but this is my dream to, to go to New York. And so I, I also because I wasn't super happy with my boutique agency. I think it can work for some people, but because I had the experience of a top model agency before, I was like, I know what it can be like to have bigger opportunities. Um, So, and because of the idea of New York was starting fresh, I was like, you know what? I think this is the perfect opportunity to just cut all my agencies off and just start completely fresh in New York. So that's when I moved to New York. Before I even like dropped my agency, uh-huh. my boyfriend and I took a trip to New York to just to make sure 
we were comfortable, you know, we would be happy living in New York and so that I can meet other agencies in New York to see um, uh, if I had any chance, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, So I submitted online. I asked my friends if they had any contact, my model friends, if they had any contacts. Um, And I just showed up in, in the office of different agencies. I know some, some models are like, never do that. Yeah. It's a bad idea. It's so this was outside the open calls schedule. Yeah, this, you so just, I would go to open calls, but I would also just to show up, literally look the address up and try to show up. Okay. And it definitely was like a lot of, of rejection and like turning, turning me down just at the front desk. Like, mm. Oh, you don't have an appointment. I'm sorry. You can't go up mm. to see the agents. Okay. But I think that also just, it builds your character to just be like, you know what, I'm going to get creative. I'm going to do whatever it takes. And some agencies did let me in and they saw me. And um, one of the agencies that did that was the one who ended up signing me. And they were a middle middle tier um, agency, but definitely up and coming. So I felt really good about that. I'm like, okay, great. They're in between a top agency and a boutique agency. Mm-hmm. So I felt very comfortable with that. And that's when I let go of my L.A. boutique agency and just started fresh in New York. Okay. Um, actually, just want to go back before you got your boutique agencies in. It was one boutique agency or several boutique agencies in L.A.? So it was just one boutique agency in L.A. Okay. So when you were trying, because you said like you went to models.com and you were like doing the open calls or showing up to the office or like submitting online. Were you only, like, in that moment, were you only trying boutique agencies because of your experience with the top agency? Or were you trying top and boutique and just... I was trying I was trying them all. And, but it was kind of, you know, you get your handful, you get a few agencies who are interested. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of make a decision from there. And how, how did your meeting go with the different agencies? Did this agent seem more excited about you? Did this agent have a... Uh, have like a vision, a plan for you if you were to sign with them. And I just felt like the boutique agency was the right fit at the time. They seemed very excited about me. Um, so I felt like that was that was the agency that I went with. So did you get responses from top model agencies, but just the agent didn't give you like the vibe that you were like looking for? Or was it mostly I, I boutique? Honestly, you can't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> okay. I'm just trying to like figure out if it was hard for you, even at your height um, and experience, if it was hard for you to get your door in a top agency. Definitely. I mean, it still is. I mean, I, I've done this type of, you know, where I kind of submit myself to different agencies. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, done that in Paris and in LA and um, New York. And most of the time it's like a 90, 90%, 98%. That's, that's a rejection. Okay. And yeah, it would be it would be really interesting to uh, to go into an, even being five nine. I, I went into this agency in New York, and the minute he saw me, he was like, "How tall are you?" And I'm like, I- "I'm five nine. Like, oh, because when I was younger, <laughs> when I was younger, I was uh, like five seven. And my mother agent was always like, "When are you growing? When are you growing? When are you growing?" And I was like, ah, I don't know. Like, I I I think five seven is a pretty decent height. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so then when I was five, nine, I felt very proud of myself. I'm like, great. I'm no agency is going to ever reject me now. And, um, he immediately was like, how tall are you? Five, nine. 
And you're like, I, like, I make oh, the mark. Seeing, yeah. Well, we're only seeing models who are 5'11 and above. No. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So, so you really, it, it was just so mind blowing, but I know that's not true because I went to their website. They signed models who were shorter than that, but you just really, it, it's a lot of, um, there's a lot of rejection and it's easy to get bogged down by it. Mm -hmm. But I've always, I've learned to think what, like all these no's are getting me closer to the right. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, if that person is like, Oh, we're, we're not interested. Then I'm like, okay, cool. So checking that agency off the list next, like even can't really get too um, emotionally attached to the idea of a big agency, because even some big agencies, I know models who are signed with the biggest top agency and they don't work because it's just, there's too many models on it or there's, you know. Yeah, they have think, like the right connection with their agent. I, and that's what I learned the most through all of my experience with the agencies. It's, it's all about your relationship with your agent. And I think whatever agency you're with, try your hardest to connect with your agent, go out to lunch with them, ask them if they'll, you know, if they're available to go out to lunch, try to have a personal relationship with them because, um, because they really do push for you and believe in you. And um, if you have a, that type of relationship with them. Yeah. Okay. So now you're moved to New York and you um, sign with this middle tier agency. What happened next? <laughs> <laughs> so then um a couple months into signing with them then the pandemic hit so it was very much like oh okay just moved to new york fresh here it's been two three months and now it's dead and silent oh my and goodness 2020 yeah 2020 um and that was definitely something that was a very interesting experience in itself being like wow i moved to my dream city making it happen here, making this work. And then, oh, it's, it's taking still more time. And I think that was definitely a test on patience. And throughout my whole modeling career, it's been be patient, be patient. Um, but I do, do think that that is something that is actually really good for models to learn is patience. Mm -hmm. Because um, you hear about some models who immediately make it or make it big. But there's also, I've, through meeting other models, there's other models who have been modeling since they were 14 and now they're 30 and they're now they're just, they're doing bigger things now that they're 30 years old. Yeah. So you don't really hear of those stories very often. Mm -hmm. And I think that modeling does build your character in so many different ways and it pushes you to grow as a human <laughs> and, um, build your character and that's definitely one of those characters that you have to build as patience yes yeah so and then i signed with them and i just felt like even though it, it was a couple of years into being with the that agency and i just really felt in my heart i was like i'm comfortable again i feel like this is a good agency it's a it's a good agency I'm comfortable, but I feel like there's something more. Okay. I feel like, I feel like there's more for me. 
And it was really interesting for me. It kind of reminded me of being in LA and being comfortable in LA. Mm -hmm. Be like, no, I'm happy here, but no, there's something more. And I was like, I I don't know if this is going to be a huge mistake, but I think I'm going to leave my agency. (gasps) Even though there's nothing, nothing wrong happening. Yeah. I I was just like, I, I don't have a connection with my agent. I just feel like there's, I can, I can do something bigger. And that's when I, I also did that same thing of asking my friends, do you have any contacts? Um, do you know any photographers who know agents? I just need someone who has a personal, that, w- that was something that I learned is you can submit online, you can, you know, get to those agencies in person. But the biggest thing is having someone who knows an agent personally. Mm-hmm. who can get you an appointment personally. And I learned to not be afraid to ask for help. Okay. Um, so, and people are also want help. Mm-hmm. So that's when I um, asked a friend, she knew a photographer and that photographer knew an agent, my mother agency, Nomad. Mm. And he got me signed to, uh, to Nomad because I, I knew what it was like to have a mother agency. Okay. And they get you appointments with the top agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easier when you have a mother agent. Yeah. And so I was very happy and ready and willing to be with a mother agency. And Nomad has been such a great mother agency. They get me. They got me in contact with Elite, the agency that I'm with now. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's how that that's how that whole thing kind of happened. Worked out. Okay. Okay. I see. I see. They they also. They're not just a mother agency because they also do like client work, right? Yeah. Then they also have their their, their management system, and then they also have uh, their LA board as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so follow up question for mm-hmm. for um, exactly how did Nomad get you elite? Like, was it like? Um, hey, we set up a meeting for you, how to go to the meeting, like, how did that work? Yeah, they, they sent me out on a, a handful of different agency meetings. Okay. Uh, I think it was, like, a, a week full of agency meetings. And when I saw that I was going to be meeting with Elite, I got super excited because ever since I started modeling when I was 15 years old, my manager set me up with an appointment for Elite, and I always just felt like, it's my dream agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when I, I first met with them, I was really young. I was 15. And then I think I met with them again on an open call in New York. And then I met, I tried to like meet with them one other time. So this was like my fourth time meeting them. And I'm like, wow, I'm really excited. But I've met with them four times. Like, I don't know. Is yeah. This, <laughs> just like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Too much. I, I don't know. And, but when they met with me, they were like, wow, we love you so much. You're so great. Um, and then my agent later, she was like, why haven't you, why didn't you ever come to see us earlier? And I was like, I did. This is my fourth time. <laughs> my fourth try. Um, but that's, yeah, that's another advice I have for models. It's just like. <laughs> Don't be afraid to keep trying because they're probably not going to remember trying. you. You really never know. Um, the, I, it's all in divine timing, I believe. Yeah, it's all in the right timing, right place. You really can't give up. Mm-hmm. 
Amazing. So now that you, so what year did you sign? Okay, exactly when did you sign with Nomad? And exactly when did you sign with Elite? I signed with them both. I think it was last year. Last year. Okay, so 2021. Okay. Um, so how did you make it in New York without being signed to an agency for like, I would say like a year maybe? So I was, I was signed with, um, with, uh, my middle tier agency uh -huh. immediately just before I, I moved. So I, I never was a freelance model in New York. So, but, um, so the work that you were able to get with the middle tier agency was enough for you to be like fine financially, like pay rent and stuff like that. Once you moved mm -hmm. to like Nomad and Elite. Yeah. Okay. Probably. Nice. Okay. So now my other question that I was thinking about is, yeah. Okay. So now that you are signed with uh, Nomad and you're signed with Elite, what type, so in your phone nine, what type of work do you mostly do? Um, I, I really do a little bit of everything. Um, when I was in LA, I noticed that I was doing mostly, mostly beauty work. So makeup, skincare, and I really loved doing that. That was like, I, I felt really confident and strong in it, mm -hmm. but I, there was something inside of me that was like, am I being typecast? Mm -hmm. I, um, like, is this the only thing that I can offer? Uh, but I still loved it. And that's one of the reasons why I moved to New York was because I knew that there was a lot of beauty, um, beauty work to be done out here. Um, but surprisingly, I, most of the stuff I've been doing now has been fashion, um, a little like fitness, a little bit of everything, honestly. So I've been very happy with, yeah. uh, spreading my work out a little bit more. Yeah. 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 So you're not being, like you said, like typecast, you're not like just like a beauty model or just like mm -hmm. a fitness model. You do a little bit of everything, which is really fun. because they're all very different. Yeah. 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 I think, I think that's, I mean, at least for me, that's my dream and goal to be considered like an all around model, not just like beauty or not like just commercial, you know, I could, I want to do a little bit of fashion or fitness mm -hmm. or fit, you know? So from your point of view, because you know, the models in top other top model agencies or within elite, like, have you seen, how do you see petite models making it with top model agencies? Do you, do you see like, a, like things are changing? Is it becoming a little bit more flexible with the height you know even you that you got rejected for not being 5'11 being 5'9 <laughs> like how do you think in the, uh, the past few years things have changed definitely things have changed and I, I, it's so, so exciting to watch this um, and even just the last couple of years uh, my agencies have never commented on my weight and that was something that was a big issue for me and um So I think model agencies are becoming less focused on on those type of features like your your height or your weight um, because there's so much diversity that's becoming very popular. Uh, and brands are really thirsty to have, um, have fresh faces, fresh looks, um, something that can can show a young girl who they could, they could also do this and they're, they're also very beautiful and Um, so I think top model agencies are, are becoming more and more interested in that. Yeah. Something I want to ask you, like going back with your story, I think it's great that you said that you were, you became not afraid to ask for help. So you were reaching out to friends that, you know, in the industry and be like, Hey, can you help me 
like get a referral. You were looking for referrals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, exactly how did you do that? Because I think like it can be like, I don't know, for some people might think like that could even be awkward a little bit if you're not like super close to that person and just like ask them out of the blue, like, can you help me? And, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like, how did you like, um, I guess, analyze who you were going to ask the question like were you like really close with them or you just kind of knew them how did you approach the conversation how did you go around that most of the people i asked were were acquaintances and friends of mine um i definitely there's definitely a thought in the back of your mind that's like how will they think of me if i ask this will they think that i'm um using them Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, i think that's that's something that we all deal with is it's kind of a little bit of ego that gets in the way that's like, I can't ask for help. How will they think? Of, I don't want them to think that I'm this way. I think if you really are someone who just comes with it with good intentions and comes with it, like, you know, I, I really, if you feel uncomfortable sharing this information, please, I'm totally fine. I'm just trying to be creative with how I'm, um, you know, I, I, I'm ambitious and I have big dreams and and I just think that you, um, I love your modeling, I love your agency and I was wondering if maybe possibly you could um, share, or give me advice. You would even say like, do you have any advice for me how I can get into your agency or mm-hmm. there's different ways that you can the word um, it. word it. And I think most people I think most people are happy to help. Mm-hmm. And if they're not happy to help, not happy to help, that's one more no that's closer to a yes, you know? Okay. And that's one, it shows who that person is. And you can be like, okay, um, I really didn't mean it like that. And now that I know, uh, I can move on to the next person. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Love that. Love the advice. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great advice. And um, okay, so now going back, because you touched a little bit about how your agency doesn't pressure you to be a certain size, which is like amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you've been with, you know, before when you started top model agency, then like the boutique agency, then the middle tier agency, like throughout your gen- journey since you started when you were 16, 14, 14, 14. I got to go when I was 14, started when I was 15. Uh, During that time. And also like you said, living in the model apartment, you seeing the models getting ready for fashion week. Like during that time, did you ever experience um, being pressured to be a certain size and being told you're too fat when you're obviously not. And (laughs) like, you have to work out more whatever like did you experience any of that or maybe like yourself like maybe people were not telling you but you thought like oh like this girl's so thin maybe I need to be thinner and just you know all stuff when I first started modeling I kind of made a promise to myself that I would not let modeling um change who I thought that I was so Cause I was a kid who would eat a lot of food, eat a lot of junk food, be happy and comfortable with myself. Um, but it kind of had like a tomboyish attitude about food. Mm-hmm. And then, so I went into modeling being like, Oh, I'm going to be the model who eats hamburgers. And I can be that type of model to inspire these other girls that they can also, <laughs> they can also eat a hamburger. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
then, then I just started uh, going to these model agencies, them telling me like, oh, your hips are too big. Uh, my mother agent at the time was, would be like zooming in on pictures of my hips and my thighs. And um, it, it was definitely something that I just wanted to make my agencies proud. I, all I wanted was to work. Mm-hmm. So that was something that I was like, oh, all I want to do is work. So if that means that I have to work out a lot, that's great. And then th- these agencies, they would give terrible advice um, being, you know, saying that, oh, you can't do like weight lifting because that'll make you bul- bulky. You can't run. You can't do stairs. So it was just like, what can I do? So it, it just became very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I just got so tired of it. And I was like, you know what? I, I do all that I can. I diet. I try not to get my legs bulky, but my hips are a certain way. They can't get any smaller than this, even though, you know, the measurements are telling me it's bigger. And so if I'm going to be this type of model, then you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to weight lift. I'm going to eat as much as I want um, and just be like an Instagram model (laughs) because this is not healthy for me. Mm -hmm. I need something that I could. um, And if that means I have to give up modeling, um, I'm willing to do that for my mental health. And so that's when I started weightlifting and not being afraid of eating whatever I wanted. And it actually ended up being super healthy for me. And, um, and eating whatever I wanted, it was, it, it's like treat it, the 80, 20 rule. Yeah. That's yeah. Kind of how yeah. I, I Everything in it. moderation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, I actually like leaned out a lot because it was kind of the opposite of what my agents told me. They're like, you're going to bulk. Mm-hmm. And actually I just leaned up. So it ended up kind of working out in my favor. But I, I do think that that's something that agencies are also willing to, are, are now being like, we care about your mental health. We want you to, to not have to sh- stress out because my agencies now are telling me, oh, if you lose weight, you'll probably, you know, have bad skin and you will, have like one of my agents told me that one of this girls had like an eating disorder and she had these like really dark circles mm-hmm. under her eyes. So even if you are a certain measurement, it'll show up. If you're not doing it healthy, it'll show up in other ways. Mm. Like your hair might be brittle mm-hmm. that. Um, so I just think it's just better to be healthy overall for your mental health, for your skin, for your hair, for your body, for your health, you know, just, yeah, um, just be happy. <laughs> Just be happy. Um, it's, it's definitely not worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and thankfully, thank God that agencies are are now catching up. Brands are now becoming more aware that yeah that it's. Um, I think this it's a new age now. Mm-hmm. So, so when you did that. Miami Swim Weeks, which is the just passed, it was like July, right, or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Zero pressure to be a certain size for that like no definitely in miami they they, they're much more i think they're like the most open um out of all the cities oh really i think so yeah okay they're definitely like healthy um curvy but you don't have to be curvy um whatever your body type is Mm -hmm. they i think they accept it in miami oh wow it's good to know yeah because like i i'm still like because miami's kind of like 
kind of far. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out like how the market is, like how how open they are to like because I know it's a very op- a big swim market like a lot of swimsuits and stuff like that so i've been wondering like hmm are they like really strict about like your size because you're like a swing model do you have like a certain like beauty standard that they go for or are they like more flexible and open i just signed to uh my agency in miami and that was my first trip out there Mm -hmm. um but just from what i i found i definitely think that's a really good market for anyone who um who might uh it's a really good market for anyone who anybody type. feels like they maybe can't. It might be a little hard for them to break into New York or LA. Oh, um, really? Definitely, definitely try Miami. Miami? Okay, mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, because I get um, DMs sometimes about models saying how hard it is in Miami. So I've been wondering about that. Oh, really? Yeah. So okay. I've been wondering, um, is it really hard? Or, you know, because sometimes people are not like actually trying that hard they maybe just try one agency they got rejected and they're like oh it's so hard you know but mm-hmm. so i've been wondering like is it really that hard or like you know what are the opportunities over there so i've been like asking people that know miami mark and i'd be like oh like what type of work do you do like how is it like oh and they say like they have a lot of commercial work too which is great for like you know petite models so yeah they seem to have a lot of commercial work i did i did a fashion job there mm-hmm. that was uh like a lookbook um was it look no not lookbook kind of e-com actually okay kind of like ca- catalogish but not catalog like- yeah exactly um, okay which i was i was expecting oh miami is just swimwear yes super sexy uh-huh um, and that was like a really it was cool girl type of style so like do you do you think miami does like a little bit of everything like you know like um you said commercial we talk about like fashion beauty they do like a lot of beauty um i'm not sure i i just was there for two weeks doing the swim week okay um, and happened to get a job while i was there um like but i'm gonna be back I'm, I'm planning to be back during the winter because they said that that's the season that's the most um like Busy. the most work yeah the busiest is during winter which is perfect because then i can escape the new york cold (laughs) that's literally the dream the dream Mm -hmm. that's the dream like being inside to new york and being missing new york and then like when it gets cold here you go to miami exactly (laughs) yes that's that's the plan yeah that's that's cool how what did you have to do like a different process to be able to get signed to elite in miami so with elite miami i um, my mother agency just um, got that. I th- it was like a direct signing. I didn't have to go in person. Mm-hmm. But it, like, did you have? Did you ask your mother agency, "Hey, I want to be signed in this market"? Like, how did that even like happen? Um, or did your mother agent was like, "Hey, are you interested in Miami because Miami Elite Miami wants you"? I'm not really sure. I think what happened was. I, I, I said to my mother agency, I'm wanting to be signed in in other places too, okay. not just New York. Mm-hmm. And that's when um, that's when we got signed to Miami, and then got a few other agencies in other other areas too. So you are living the dream. You're signed to Elite Top Modeling Agency, New York, Miami. You know, traveling, doing fashion, beauty, amazing stuff. Thank you. Do you ever get caught up in the comparison game? And if you do, how do you help yourself get out of it? Or what has helped you to not fall into it? 
Mm-hmm. Comparison is definitely, a, I think it's a big um, thing for anyone, especially with social media, um, to be comparing yourself. But it is something that I think models struggle with, especially because this industry isn't something that you can really control that much. So um, no matter how hard you try, sometimes this, this girl seems to be working more than you. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that you have to kind of accept and be and just know that comparison is the thief of, thief of joy. Like you really have to protect your heart and um, know that also like is it, things aren't as, as they seem. Like people will come up to me and be like, wow, you're working so much. I just saw this and this. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like I, it sure looks like that. But that post that I did was actually from two years ago, from a job I did two years ago. And I just randomly posted it mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. So you never know when someone is posting something old or um, it, things aren't as they seem. Mm-hmm. And someone might be like, oh, you know, I just talked to a model earlier that was like, oh, I have another job with Target. And I was like, wow, oh, my God, that sounds amazing. That would be such a dream. Like, good for you. And yeah. she's like, oh, I'm so bored. Like, I don't know. I just keep, like, doing the same things over and over again. Like, I want to do something creative. And um, so it's interesting because even though someone might be, you look at them and you're like, wow, you're living the dream. I would love to be in your place. Yeah. They're, bored or they they want to do something else and they just kind of got stuck in a certain path but, mm-hmm. um also an advice that my mom my mom actually gave to me was um make a make a book a little booklet of all the positive things that people have said to you on set or clients have said to you because it's really easy to forget all the positive things that um from jobs that you've done in the past or just photo shoots people being like wow you're you're gonna do really you're gonna do great I could see it's big a big future for you you're very successful and we can we can easily forget that so or just look at the negative things the rejections that we've gotten so mm-hmm. I do think that it's important to to write down the good things and also just what's helped me a lot is, is speaking positive affirmations to myself mm-hmm. and that was something just before I signed with elite my or sorry that was something that I did when I signed with Elite New York. Just before my meeting with them, I took the time to do affirmations. And I'm not saying that that's something that made or break the decision, but I did feel like going into that that meeting, I felt very positive, felt like a big light of energy. And the agent who signed me was like, you just are glowing with energy. You're glowing with positivity. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I think it's the affirmations. I think the affirmations really helped. So yeah. definitely recommend that too. Um, it's not something that I've always done, but um, definitely helps. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Because um, think like one of the things that you might forget in this whole process of getting signed and meeting agents and stuff like that is that it's not just your look, your book, your size, your height, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's literally the confidence that you come in to the room because if you don't, if you come like shy and like insecure and like, you don't know what you're doing, whatever, like what you're saying, it's going to show and the agent might not think you're a right fit because you're too, like you feel too insecure 
And if you come in super confident, secure in who you are and like your worth and whatever, they get that energy and they're like, oh my God, yes, like Crystal, like we want her, you know, <laughs> she's glowing. And so <laughs> it is true because I've heard stories and even myself, like I felt the diff- like huge difference in feedback when I come in confidence versus when I come in like, oh, I don't know, like, you know, insecure. And that was such a big thing. And I, I still kind of, struggle with that I've always struggled with a little bit of anxiety Mm. and um being very nervous and insecure and that was when I first started modeling I didn't even know if I could do modeling because I felt so insecure Mm. and I'm like it's good for these girls who have all this confidence naturally and um it can be easy to be like well maybe I'll I'll wait, I'll work on my confidence. I'll wait to do modeling until I'm confident enough because everyone says that that's so important. And I do think that's very important, but also it's good to force yourself out of your comfort zone and do not wait. That's something that it was a long period for me too, like waiting Mm -hmm. because I felt insecure about my body Mm -hmm. because my agent was, you, you know, you have to be a certain size to be in New York. So I felt very insecure about that and I waited and waited and I feel like that's just not the right, you you know, we can wait and wait as long as, but we'll never feel prepared. It's kind of like having a kid, I guess. Like, (laughs) I don't, you know, those like people say you're never ready to have Mm -hmm. a kid. Yeah. 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 Um, I think that's like modeling. Yeah. You're never ready to start. You're really never. I, I mean, maybe some people feel ready, but I'm always struggling with, um, insecurity and Mm -hmm. feeling a little anxious and you know going into this interview I'm like I don't know if I can do it I think I'm just gonna pull out I think I think I'm gonna I I hate to do this I have to tell Andrea that I can't do this I'm so nervous um and you know I'm such a perfectionist too and um but I you kind of have to be like you know nope you you did it you're gonna white knuckle your way through it and just gotta push through it so, and that builds your confidence, I think, over time. Yeah, yeah. And oh my god, I had no <laughs> idea you were <laughs> you were struggling with the interview. Um, but I'm just gonna say, like, you have talked with so much like grace and confidence, and like your voice is so beautiful. So, you you did like amazing. But I agree with everything. At least for my personal like journey, I have felt and still feel sometimes the exact same way. And that's how I've made it this far is that even though I was feeling super insecure about my body or super insecure about like my height or whatever, I was like, okay, like I do feel insecure. I don't feel like I'm good enough, but I'm still going to put myself out there and still going to mm-hmm. try and still going to mm-hmm. reach out to the agency. You know, I still did like the steps and I wouldn't be here today and you wouldn't be where you are today either either. Mm-hmm. if you didn't still take the steps, even though you felt insecure. So I think it's a great example um, for anybody listening to the episode today and they're like, you know, oh, like I'm not confident enough. Like, you know, the same way you felt when you started, like models are supposed to be confident. Like if, if, if you are a model, that means you're confident. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> models yeah. are very, very insecure. It's extremely mm-hmm. common. It's more common for a model to be insecure than for a model to be confident. It's, it's actually pretty crazy. I, I noticed that models are some of the most insecure people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, you just got to do it. You just do it and it'll all work out. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's, it's also something that it's, it's like, you never want to regret not, you know, you never want to look back and be like, what would have happened if 
I did submit to that agency or I, you know, I don't know, made that video online or mm-hmm. submitted online or, you know, reach out to my friend, <laughs> did that podcast. You yeah. never want to look back and be like, well, you know, I wish I did that. So yeah, just do it. It's all going to work out. Um, no one's, I think for the most part, no one's looking at you being like super judgmental. Everyone wants the best uh, for you. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, all positive, good vibes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Amazing. Well, I love the story. Thank you so much for sharing your journey, your insights, your tips and everything. I think this, like I imagined this episode was going to be, and it is super helpful for anyone listening Um, so I appreciate your time and thank you everyone for listening to another episode of the podcast and I'll talk to you um, next time bye bye